beginning to suspect that it's, it's not a coincidence that the last um, speaker in our series here will be addressing population health after we've heard about um, quality and, patient, and the patient experience and after we've heard about the affordability crisis. Uh, I think those three things represent something called the, the triple aim. So please, please welcome uh, Steve Sale from uh, HealthNet. Good afternoon, and uh, thanks for having me here today. Um, uh, I've enjoyed the conversation so far, and I know we're a little tight on time. So I thought I would try to start by answering the question, um, kind of giving you the punchline, uh, and then we can give a few examples around that. But the, the question is, what are health plans looking for from providers as it relates to the triple aim around achieving uh, affordability, uh, quality of care, and, and, and uh, positive or improvement in the patient experience? And I think there's really three things from our experience working with all of you and providers throughout the state and the West. The first is really kind of what Mark talked about this morning, Paul talked about it, which is a sense of urgency. I think we need to have a tremendous sense of urgency around the challenge that purchasers face. The people who actually write the checks are the purchasers. The federal government, state government, large employers. You see as an employer is the second largest purchaser of health in the state of California. And the budgets are breaking. Two is really a commitment to integrated, coordinated care and working together, all of us, to deliver a product that meets the goals of the triple aim. That includes leadership, like you've seen here, really stepping out and saying, we need to be more than what we are today, and we need to work together to look at those three things together. Data that's being shared and teams working together. The last thing I would say, which is really an important one, is shared ownership on outcomes. We need to collectively share what the outcome is. Paul talked about the affordability challenge. In a lot of places, there's a budget, and that's what we have to live within. So we're going to have to figure out how to work together to make that happen. Um, so that's kind of the punchline. Let me give you a little bit of context, and I'll try to move through this kind of quickly. HealthNet works with multiple populations. These populations are in multiple communities. Um, they oftentimes are defined by a purchaser who comes to us, CMS on Medicare, Department of Health Care Services on Medi-Cal. We're the largest Medi-Cal provider in the state. Uh, the University of California is an employer saying, here's what we're wrestling with and how we need to design benefits or come up with solutions that can meet an overall budget for us. And so these different purchasers bring challenges to the table that we spend time thinking about how can we solve that. The biggest lever that we have to solve that is to work with you to talk about a discrete population and what that means for us. In California, the dual eligible pilot expansion in Los Angeles will be the largest expansion of dual eligibles. These are people who are eligible for Medi-Cal and, and Medicare. It'll be the largest expansion in the country. 200, 300,000 people who are incredibly ill, consuming 30, $35,000 a year per person, will be moved into a managed, coordinated program in which a budget will be set and collectively will work with a very tailored network of providers to try and deliver on that. 
These people have very unique needs. Mental health is a huge issue for this population. How we integrate that with the delivery of physical health will make or break that. The whole country will look at it. I think there's like seven regulatory bodies that will have oversight on this and be looking at it. But it's a huge opportunity for us. And so when we talk about the triple aim and populations, we need to define what those populations are and what their needs are. We can't treat all of them uh, the same way. And oftentimes, it's at a geographic level. And I'll give some examples around that. One tool that we've used that has been very effective is to channel volume to take people and say, we're not gonna work with all providers. We're gonna work with a discrete group of providers. You saw data on cost and quality. In a geography, you can have massive variances on the cost of care that's delivered for the same person with the same condition, depending upon what system they're, deliver they're receiving that care through. And so what we've done is in all of our lines of business, but this shows you our commercial business, is really built tailored networks, and today it represents over a third of our, our membership. We expect in the next two years it'll go over 50% and maybe 60 to 70%. To bring it home for you, the University of California at the end of 09 and 2010 said, we're dealing with furloughs, we're dealing with layoffs, we're dealing with a state budget cut. We need to come up with something different that can help us meet the needs of our population. And so we designed the blue and gold network that's reduced the full network by about a third, so it was roughly two-thirds the size of that full network, to deliver care. The first year was 2011, the second year was 2012. Together, UC and HealthNet have validated that we've saved about $72 million in those two years by delivering that through the Blue and Gold Network. And now we're into the third year, and we're iterating um, and evolving that program. We've built an ACO in San Francisco that I'll tell you about. We're looking at ACOs in other places. We've leveraged dual risk relationships with key providers to help make that happen. But many of the elements that we talk about, integrated and coordinated care, working off that fixed budget, a sense of urgency, are starting to come through for the University of California because of the issues that, that I talked about. Improving the health of the population, really the keys are shared goals. How can we work together in San Francisco, in San Diego, in Los Angeles to say, what are the issues that this population is, is facing? How do we set a budget? What does that mean for the emergency department? What does that mean for inpatient? Um, how can we work on care transitions in a better place? What about alternative types of delivery? You had a rich panel on telemedicine, huge opportunity to meet the needs of people in an accessible way and do it for a, at a more affordable price. Retail clinics, another place that's evolving over time. All of that is our tools that are available to us to serve the needs of the population. We spend a lot of time in integrated partnerships identifying people, and we tend to place them in buckets of care that could be delivered to them, who are the people with the greatest need? What's the right place for us to deliver that? In the old model, in which we're a check writer and you're the delivery arm, that's not very coordinated. The new model is really around, we don't care whether we do it or whether you do it. The most important thing is that that individual gets the right care at the right time. And in a state like California with various delivery models, that may be different in San Diego versus in Sacramento. 
And in San Diego, it may be different from two delivery systems because the tools that they've got are different. So we need to link together through provider portals, by getting that data together, by having rev regular governance reviews around a population to say, how are we doing and continuing to approve it? On reducing per capita costs of care, the simple point of this is there are a range of payment models that we've got. If you move from the left to the right, you find yourselves getting much more integrated, much more moving towards a budget-based approach, um, and you find yourself in a world in which things are much more coordinated, shared, there's greater transparency between us, and when we talk about that shared outcome, you have a regular idea around how you're doing around that. Different parts of the delivery system have different capabilities as it relates to this. And I think part of our challenge as health plans is to meet you where you're at, and you may be in, in one place in, in LA and another place in San Diego to work with you on that evolution. But we wanna move you along this model over time so collectively we can meet the needs that I talked about and the goals at the very beginning. A quick example is the difference between a shared risk model versus a, a dual or full risk model. The simple explanation around that is there's a budget for physician services and fee-for-service that's shared risk between us on, on the facility side. The other is there's a global risk, that, that there's a budget that we all manage to. When you normalize this and you look at it in California on average, when you do it on a budget-based approach, you run 22% less than you do on a shared risk model. There are many models that go beyond this. As you move from the, the bottom up to the top, you begin to get in an ACO budget in which it's not just a global budget, but it's a global budget which is a three-way share. So in San Francisco, we set a target for 2013, which was a 0% trend. That was 10% less on a base of about $66 million. So the savings is roughly $6 million to the University of California. If we miss, HealthNet will write a check, UCSF will write a check, Hill will write a check, and Dignity will write a check. That is shared accountability. We are all in the check writing business is my, is my message as we look at coordinating and doing this together. And so that creates really great incentives. Earlier this week, we had our governance meeting model. Reese Foley from UCSF was there, Dale Cardoza from Hill. We were saying, how can we work this in a better way? Are, is the clinical team getting what they need at the ground to affect things? We approved a $200,000 budget for the clinical team to empower them on the ground to be making smarter decisions so they wouldn't get caught up in the bureaucracy of our organizations. We're bureaucratic, maybe you're not, but what we found was speed and the ability to give people an opportunity to deliver is really a very powerful mechanism. Quick point on the right, because I'm running out of time, is annual trend increases in healthcare that purchasers are looking for is less than the consumer price index. They're looking for twos and threes. We've been up in the eight, nine, 10, 11. That's Paul's point about it's not sustainable. But, but that's what's happening and is forcing us to work in a different way, which from my perspective is tremendously exciting and gives us great opportunity. The individual experience of the member, I would tell you that all of us up here in, in coordination with you are lagging Kaiser. 
the individual experience data that people are having in the Kaiser system relative to what they're having through us, no matter which plan you're talking about, there is a gap. The way we will close that is by coordinating and giving people what they need at the right time, regardless of who delivers that service. We will integrate data, we will link it into a, a portal that they're able to access. All of that will enable us to retain people who wanna get their care through us and meet the savings goals that we've got. That individual experience is incredibly powerful and we're moving to a world in which individuals are gonna have more choices about where they want to go. So to be successful, we're gonna to need to work together to do that. Real quick on this, this is what we did in San Francisco, saved $6 million. It really was around shared accountability and governance. Worked really hard to say, how can we manage the overall population and improve it overall, and so set discrete initiatives that we work around to do that. The integration of behavioral with medical is a key part of that. Repatriation, it's a defined network. We've never really thought about if someone goes someplace else to get that care, how do we handle that? When it's a defined network and there's a budget and we're all on the hook, we're working a lot harder And how do we get that person into UCSF? How do we get them into Hill so that they can get their care managed and delivered through us? And we've set up a care transitions manager who can work around that member experience. Just in the last month, we had someone Friday night ready to make the move from the hospital to a skilled nursing facility we had a transportation gap. We couldn't get it closed. In the past, that person would have spent the weekend in the hospital. Superstar case manager worked really hard in coordination with others to make that happen and get that person there. Better experience for the member, better on the cost side, and overall better for the population. So wrapping up, we're looking for a sense of urgency. We're looking for a commitment towards integrated and coordinated care. And finally, shared accountability around outcomes. Thank you.